welcome to the Bible Savvy Podcast, a weekly conversation on how to understand, enjoy, and apply God's Word. I'm your host, Nikki Lucas, and I'm joined by Executive Pastor Eric Ferris and Teaching Pastor Clayton Keenan. Guys, this is the last time that we're reading from the book of Exodus on the podcast. Do you know what that means? No. What does it mean? Leviticus. Celebratory noises? Is this, a, is this <laughs> an exciting have, thing? Uh, I don't have any celebratory noises. I have this. Here comes, here comes Leviticus. Oh, some of you, <laughs> some of you might be freaking out about that. Uh, don't worry, Clayton has some information for you. Here, here's the truth. We're we're kind of you know playing along with the reputation of Leviticus as kind of a drag. The the truth is, it can be really really fascinating. Uh, but you do need a little bit of help figuring it out. So uh, I I'm not saying this just because we're talking about Leviticus, but it is actually one of my favorite books. Uh, we <laughs> the I, last, I don't believe that. Do you so, believe that, Nikki? So I, this is I, this is true. The last Clayton, time the last time we went through Bible savvy four years ago. So the first time we went through. Uh, Jim and I decided we were going to preach through Leviticus to help people out with that. And over the course of that, I realized there's a lot of rich stuff in here that was really, really meaningful that made a lot of the rest of the Bible make sense too. So here's the thing. Uh, This Thursday, I'm doing a Bible savvy workshop on the book of Leviticus. And so if you don't believe me, if you say there's no way that you can enjoy the book of Leviticus... I dare you to come to my workshop and tell me that after we're done, okay? So if wow. you, yeah, that's wow. that's, he is that's throwing the promise. It down. All right. So uh, you can register for that at biblesavvy.com. Um, it's online. Uh, there may be still some space available in person. You can check on that, uh, but I'd love to see you there. It's going to be really helpful. There you go. All right. Eric, what are we reading? Hey, I'm Comma Guy today. Are. We are in Exodus chapter 40. Hey, everybody. This is the end of Exodus. Which we just referred to because we're getting ready to go into Leviticus. That's true, we did just so say that. So if we couldn't put that together, <laughs> that we might be at the end of something, if we're getting ready to start something new, well, there's a different podcast for you that might help. Uh, so, Exodus chapter 40. Hey, here's a reminder. The people of Israel were set free from Egypt, and they started moving towards the Promised Land. But in about Exodus seventeen eighteen, they stop at the base of Mount Sinai, And God starts communicating with them. That's where they get the Ten Commandments. He starts giving them uh, all kinds of rules about how to function as a society and telling them he wants to be their God and they'll be his people. And he's telling them how this could be possible, how to interact with each other, how to interact with him. And they're there. The, The story has not geographically moved. They're still at Mount Sinai. And then you get all of these instructions on how to build the tabernacle, which is like a temporary temple. It's essentially a a glorious tent, if you will. And all of this stuff is happening at the base of Mount Sinai. They have not yet continued to move towards the promised land. And in Exodus chapter 40, that is still going to be the case. They are still there at Mount Sinai. And then when we move into Leviticus, guess where they're still going to be? Nikki, where do you think they're still going to be? I think they're still in Mount Sinai. Yeah, that's it. They're still going to be there <laughs> because they start to get uh, more instructions from the Lord before they they move again. So all of this is the Lord saying, I want to be your God and I want you to be my people and I want to be really clear with you on how that can work the best possible way. So what we have in Exodus chapter 40 is they've been given instructions on how to build the tabernacle, which is a, a tent. Uh, which will move with them as they continue to travel towards the promised land. And they build the tent, and they do it exactly the way the Lord told them to do it. 
and then something happens, and we're going to read that in Exodus chapter 40, verses 34 through 38. Here we go. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. In all the travels of the Israelites, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. But if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day it lifted. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and fire was in the cloud by night, in the sight of all the Israelites during all their travels. I thought it would be an interesting conversation uh, to talk about this, what seems to be a very small portion of text, but is obviously pretty significant uh, for it to be to be pointed out. The glory of the Lord, it's, it seems like they build this temple, and then the presence of God shows up, right? So let's, let's uh, start with some observations. Let's see what we can do with just four verses of observation. Well, I, I noticed uh, right away something that's come up as we've been reading through Exodus, this cloud. I remember, it was the cloud that kind of led them when they left Egypt. How do, you, how do you get where you're going? This cloud kind of moved along as they, they went, so that's kind of coming back here. So uh, I noticed that. Yeah, I know. I, one thing that stuck out to me was that um, when, the, uh, when the cloud filled the tabernacle, Moses couldn't go inside. I also, I, you, you, the, the sort of like waiting on this tabernacle, this cloud as kind of like their instructions, you know, like if it stays, you stay. If it moves, you move. Like that's the, that's, you know, following the lead of this, this cloud that's moving. So here is a question for you guys. We're going we're gonna to move into the, to the world here of just like, if you're in a small group Bible study and you've been doing the Bible savvy reading or whatever schedule you might use, but I hope you use the Bible savvy reading schedule because, well, we think it's wonderful. Uh, you have questions, right? And then you might bring it to your small group and you start just having a good conversation and discussion about this. So here's my question. If the Lord was with them already, and then they build this tabernacle. But then it seems to be there's something different now. Like they build the tent, and all of a sudden now the glory of the Lord or the presence of the Lord is here in what seems to be a different way, right? So another way to ask it would be, if God is omnipresent, which means he's everywhere all the time, but what do you do with texts that seem to indicate that But his presence could be there in a different kind of way? Yeah, it's, it's almost like... If Moses walked 10 feet in one direction, was he farther away from God than he was when he was in the tent? Because that doesn't seem to make much sense. Right. So um, there's also the, the physicality of it too. You know, like normally I'm like, well, okay, God's with me right now. Like he's present. But this is very, very tangible. Like so much so, like Nikki said, like he couldn't go into the tent. Like there's something, uh, there's something more than the sort of invisible pervasiveness of God there's like a, like you experience it, you, your senses encounter this. So that's, I wonder what that's like, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, was in my mind, I'm like, well, what was so different about the cloud? You know what I mean? Like, why, why couldn't he go inside the, the tabernacle? Why couldn't he be near it? it? It was a, I mean, you could obviously pass through a cloud. What was the difference? Yeah, so do you think God is with us right now as we are having this conversation in this podcast studio? I sure hope so. I, yes. Right? So there's obviously <laughs> something different between 
what we're saying is happening in this podcast studio and what's happening in this text. And it's a to me, it's a fascinating conversation because Christians sometimes will, you, know, you talk about a church service and someone might come out of a church service and go, wow, the presence of the Lord was really with us today. Right, and I go. I don't. I don't. I know what you mean. I mean, I grew. I I grew up Roman Catholic. Uh, I was ordained in a Pentecostal denomination. I've been in charismatic churches. I've been in all kinds of styles of churches. Right, so I, I have these conversations all the time. Um, and sometimes people say that, and I go, I I don't. I don't know what you mean. I think maybe you just really liked the music set. You know, like I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Right yeah. Now. It, yeah, you know, yeah, you don't, you don't want to uh, get too cynical and sort of take away the experience from people, but you, you do want to ask the question. Okay, but what, what was different? You know, yeah. like I, I sure hope that when you're driving in the car on your way home, you feel like God is with you, and you know, when you're hanging out with your your family or your friends, like there's something to that. But there is also something special. You know what I mean? Something yep. that 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 you experience that's different. I guess one of the things like I'm I'm just kind of thinking of now that you said that was like obviously we we truly do believe that God is here with us right now that He's always with us. We don't tangibly see Him, especially not represented as a cloud. Like right now, there's not a cloud in this room. But for the Israelites, did the cloud represent something visibly different to the people around them to let people know that their God actually was present with them? Oh, like could other people see it? Yeah, could other people yeah, see know it? what it was. So, the, so they're, they're 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 walking through, and I know they're going to encounter you know the Amalekites or what some of these groups. They can see off far in the distance, like there's a cloud. That's that interesting. Cloud I've over never there. thought about that. There's a cloud over there. There's a pillar of fire, or there's like a cloud of fire, or a regular cloud, like a rain cloud. Would it be a rain cloud? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Was it was it some, was some, it something like something that? that? Marked them off. Yeah. All right, so here's here's the so I, I did take the more cynical approach and say I, I don't know maybe it was just a good music set and you really like that and it stirred you emotionally okay but okay so let me ask the the other side of the question have you ever had an experience where you were like you just knew like there's something different like something's going on right now we are experiencing the presence of the Lord in a very specific and powerful way yeah have you ever had that happen yeah, yeah. it it does I mean we had uh, just this. January, that night of worship, like there, there are moments in there where we're, we're singing a song and it, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. There, there's the experience of kind of, you know, hearing music performed and being in a room with people, but there's also something that is just distinct. It wasn't like a concert. It was like, we're, we're singing about the holiness of God. And I felt like it would, it would not be right for me to stay on my feet. I got to get on my, I got to get on my knees. You know what I mean? Cause, cause God is here and I'm experiencing something about God that, that is undeniable. You know, it's this mm-hmm. is this is his presence. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like what's always true. Kind of like the veil parts a little bit, and you realize, oh, I, you know, like when Moses gets to the, you know, uh, who's that? Which which uh, uh, biblical character where he's like, God was in this place and I didn't know it, and it, you suddenly dawn on you. You know what I mean? Like now I realize what's always true. I should be falling on my face in front of this 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 God. Yeah, I think it's similar to like uh, I've I believe that I felt the presence of God just in very intimate moments too, like in prayer, you know what I mean? Or even like I'm setting in the office of a few of our worship pastors and they're sharing with me uh, a song on an acoustic guitar that they're in the process of writing. And I hear the words and the truth that they convey and the inside of me literally starts to shake. Like it just kind of it just gives you goosebumps to say, oh my gosh, like that truth is so beautiful. And and you just, 
you can't help but just stand in awe of what you're the truth that you're hearing and how and how true it is and in that moment uh yeah it's it's a feeling like I can't describe there's nothing else that's ever given me that feeling before there it is. You know how many people say that? I just can't describe <laughs> it. Honestly, so many people I've talked to who, you know, a lot of people who have said, I'm not a church person. I don't consider myself a church person. And yet I found myself yeah. at church, right? And they're just amazed that they're even there. But but God by His Spirit is opening their eyes to things and there's a stirring on the inside and they come to church and they don't know what to expect. And a lot of people say, "I've been to church in twenty five years. Like I don't, I had no idea what to expect." And they and they come to a church service, and they'll say things like, "And I just wept, yeah, I just wept for an hour." And and they'll say things like Nikki just said to yeah. say, "I can't explain it to you, but God was doing something in me." And they don't even like. They don't really know who this God is yet. They don't really know all the details about what Jesus provided for them on the cross. They just know that they were in the presence of God and something was going on, and they, they have a very difficult time putting words to it. Yeah. I You know, there's a... Going back to the kind of cynical thought of like, well, is this just the the experience? Like, you guys talked about music a lot and whatever, and I, there's, there's part of me that's like, yeah, okay, I, I get the the reason why you'd question that. But I also think uh, it it almost shows how God actually designed us to encounter Him. Like we we almost act like, well, it's got to be something different than what you experience in your body or what you you know, like the the uh, the kind of experience around you. It's like actually no, that's where God wanted to meet us. Like here and now, in in our like physical bodies, the way we respond. I think it's really important. I also know it's not just in those kind of like moments where you gather with a bunch of people and it's kind of a big thing. I, I've got plenty of times where I'm in a conversation with someone and it's just like the right thing was said at that time. And you know, like that was from God and you mm-hmm. feel like God is with us. Like this is a profound moment or uh, where you're on your own or you're you're mm-hmm. crying out to God and you're like, I need an answer for this. And there, there, there are all sorts of times, some some ordinary, some extraordinary where that happens. And and here, I don't know if this is where you're going ever, Eric, but um, what made me think about this is knowing what happens in the New Testament where um, where the spirit of God comes to live in God's people like it's no longer that the cloud hangs out just at this this tent or this building. Like wherever we go, we are the the temple of, of the Holy Spirit. We are we are the tabernacle of God in that respect. And so in some ways, the cloud could show up anywhere, you know, that wherever we are, that's that's where it could be. There it is. Drop the mic. We can't drop the mics because they're on these weird flexible arms. <laughs> but if you could drop the mic, that that would be it right there. The the New Testament begs us to imagine that we as people are now the temple. So everything you see described about the temple in the Old Testament, what it's for, what happens, the presence of the Lord, all of that now is happens inside the lives of collective believers. When we get together, all of those things are true. Yeah, so it's still, it still begs the question for me, when you're talking about the presence of the Lord... Uh, like, I, I try to put myself in their shoes. They knew that God had set them free from Egypt. They knew that God was speaking to them uh, because they were doing all of these things. They were they were putting together the priestly garments, and they were putting together the tabernacle, and they were, they were seeing it, right? Because Moses would go up the mountain, and they would be warned. Like, Moses, they, God would tell Moses, don't let them come up this mountain because they can't fully experience my presence. Um, it, will not go, it will not go well for them. They can't handle it. 
what do you think when you in this moment, like they they build their tabernacle and then just imagine it, like the presence of God somehow comes and rests in that place and it's described as a cloud of glory. What do you see in your mind's eye? <laughs> it feels so silly when you say it out loud, <laughs> but I, I mean, it's like fog, but yeah. bright, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, uh, where does it say? Does it say the fire was in the yeah. cloud by night? Like there... Sometimes when I think, I think of like little flashes of lightning because you've seen those clouds on the horizon where it's like, oh, you can kind of see a storm happening over there. Um, but there's something bright about it. I mean, even the word glory, um, just as a, like an aside here, sometimes you read the word glory and it's talking about you give something glory. So you see how amazing it is and you say, look at that, that's cool. And then there's sometimes where you see the glory, which is a way of saying what's great about it sort of shining out at you and you see it. So this is one of those ones where it's like, I see how glorious this is and it's the image of brightness or light. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I feel the same way when I read it. I'm thinking bright, and then you could see the fire. That's why I was, that's why that occurred to me. I was like, well, people can see it. Like, was it supposed to be like a a visual representation of him, not only to the people but also to everybody else to say, hey, there's something distinctly different about the Israelite God than everybody else's. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then I, I guess you think too, like if you think of the New Testament. If we are then the tabernacle and we go out into the world, I mean, it, Jesus says that we are to testify, you know, about him. Like, are we all, you know, that we bring something uni- uniquely different into wherever we go uh, that represents God's presence. Yeah. yeah, that's why Jesus could say, you are the light of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A city on a hill, right? So, yeah. yeah, those kinds of analogies. That's that that's really good. So, sorry. So, they're they're at Mount Sinai. And they've done a lot of work, right? They've put together all these priestly garments. They've put together the tabernacle. They've not only constructed the tabernacle, but now they've set it up, right? If you're them, I'm just playing the imagination game with you guys. Do you want to stay there for a while? Are you like, uh, can we move? Like, is it? (laughs) So so you're there. The tabernacle's set up. You've kind of set up camp. And at some point, that cloud is going to lift as your signal that it's time for you to start traveling. You can imagine they're going, oh, my gosh, we got to tear this whole thing down. We got to pack up all our stuff. So what do you think? Like, they, they were there for a while. What was the time frame between uh, for, Exodus, like when they got there, Exodus 17, 18, and Exodus... Uh, uh, Moses 40. was on the mountain for 40 days getting the instructions for the tabernacle. And then they're there for a year after this. So they don't know, they don't know they're going to be there for a year, mm-hmm. but it's 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 quite some time. After this moment, they're there for a year. Yes. So so they're told when the cloud leaves, follow the cloud. It's time to pack up and go. But they got to wait a year. You got to imagine over the course of a year, they're like, this thing is never gonna, this <laughs> yeah. never gonna leave. Hey, hey, did it did it move a little? Did it, was that was it starting to lift a little, or is that just yeah. me? <laughs> I get up every morning and I check the weather. It's like, did they get up every morning and like check the cloud, like to yeah. see if the cloud is lifted? <laughs> you know, cloud, cloud check. You Johnny, might, wake up! Hey, Go look, is the cloud my, still there? My app says that we're gonna get a little wind. Do you think that'll? You think it'll help? Yeah. I, you know, so, imagining with Eric is so fun. It is fun. <laughs> you know, I I don't I don't know how like if they're eager to leave or not, but I, I think it's an interesting thought that they're they're looking at this and the presence of God has come and moved in a tent and they're going like they live in tents, right? So they're saying, hang on a second. We live in tents. God lives in a tent down the way from us. Like he's he's moved into the neighborhood. And he said that when he moves, we can go with him. So like, like wherever we go, he stays with us. Like we're not, we're not like we're not hearing from God and then going off on our merry way without God. Like 
he's committing to being a part of this kind of traveling caravan of people living in tents as we go to the promised land. Like, that's incredibly hopeful. All right, so we've been drawing connections between Exodus and the New Testament. We've done it several times in this podcast episode, so we're going to do it one more time, and we're going to land on the message. So, Nikki, I'm about to put you on the spot and ask you a question. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, well, you're in, my, you're in my field of vision, so you get, you get to answer this question. Okay. Uh, Clayton just pointed out, like, the amazing notion... God is with us, and when he goes, wherever he goes, we go, and wherever we go, he goes. Now, dial, dial forward to the New Testament. Jesus is looking at his disciples, and he says, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, now you go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything that I have commanded you, and remember what? That I am with you always. An awesome thought. So we're going to take 45 seconds here uh, in the comma method. It's context, observation, message, meditation. Meditation is inviting the Lord to speak to you about what you're reading. And so we're going to take 45 seconds to think about that reality. Remember, I am with you always. Okay, so here we are at the point of application where we ask ourselves the so what question. So how does this impact my life? What am I going to do about it? I was thinking about that that uh, phrase of uh, if the cloud didn't lift, they didn't set out, you know, and whenever the cloud would lift, they, they would set out. And I think it's uh, kind of pointing at like paying attention to the leading of the Holy Spirit more. You know, there's very often I think, well, this is my plan. I'm going to head here. I'm going to head there. I'm going to head there. And uh, even when you have plans, there's a sense of saying, Hey, if the spirit of God's moving this way, I gotta follow, you know. And if the spirit of God is saying, "No, we're not going that way," I, I, it doesn't matter what my plan is. I need to, I need to follow His lead, stay where He puts me. Yeah, I was leaning in the same direction too. It, it but it's, it's not just like in the sense of like, okay, well, I want to go in this direction, and where I go, God's gonna go with me, and so I'm gonna be fine. It's, it's first and foremost saying. God, if that's where you want me to go, or if that's where you're leading me, I know I'm going to be fine because you're always with me. It's not me calling the shots. It's it's me being open to where he's leading me. Mm. Man, that's good. Man, that that's like a whole sermon right there. Dang, that's good. Uh yeah, I'm in the I'm in the same category here. Just remembering that if you don't have the presence of God, it's a big nothing burger. Like <laughs> It's a new one. That's anything compared to being in the presence of God, being with God, know, knowing that you are moving in the direction that he wants you to, to move in. You know, even, you know, the apostle Paul has that moment where he says, I wanted to go to Spain, right? Mm -hmm. And he says, God wouldn't let me. Mm -hmm. God said, no, I want to redirect you. I want you going in, in this direction. So uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm that exact same category where I'm saying, I, I want 
to pay enough attention in, in a clear enough way, like they just kind of looked for the cloud. We were joking around, like, what does my app say? Go check the cloud, right? And, but yes, right? In, in that clear way, like I, God is, are you moving? Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to go this direction? To, to, to think of it as clearly as the Israelites checking every morning is the cloud lifting. Yeah, it's a, it's a powerful truth. We uh, follow the lead of the Lord. We can trust him because he's always with us. That's good stuff. All right, friends. Well, that is all that we have for you today. We are done with the book of Exodus. We hope that you'll join us next Monday. But just as a reminder, please go check out the Bible Savvy Leviticus workshop at BibleSavvy.com. <laughs> what? What are you doing? We, we promise. It's going to be it good. It will be good. It'll be good. We jest. We jest with sound effects. If you go to BibleSavvy.com, that's where you can register and find out more information. And in the meantime, if you're not following along, go to BibleSavvy.com, download the reading schedule, and start reading along with us. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also email us at podcast at BibleSavvy.com. Tell your friends, and we'll talk to you next week.